0: now the other day i was talking to a side hustle pro guest we were wrapping up the episode and she mentioned again just how difficult and stressful HR was for her as she's ramping up her new business. So I was like, girl, have you heard about Gusto? Are you using that? And she said she hadn't heard about it. And I was like, you have got to look into Gusto and you guys too. Let me tell you, if you have turned your side hustle into an official business, then you are probably starting to see that small business owners we wear a lot of hats and not all of these hats are fun let me tell you let me keep it real with you not all of these hats are fun things like filing taxes and running payroll they can be really daunting but that is where gusto comes in gusto makes payroll taxes and hr actually easy for small businesses like ours you have fast simple payroll processing benefits and expert HR support all in one place. And Gusto automatically pays and files your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Plus, they make it easy to add on health benefits and even 401ks for your team. Those old school clunky payroll providers that you're probably used to, they were not built for the way modern businesses like ours are run, but Gusto is. So let Gusto wear one of the many hats in your business. Side Hustle Pro listeners, you can get three months free when you run your first payroll. Just try a demo, head over to Gusto.com SHP. That's Gusto.com SHP for your free demo. All right, guys, welcome, welcome back to the Side Hustle Pro Podcast. It's Nicaela here, back with another video episode. We have been going strong, so make sure you're checking these out on YouTube. And today in the guest chair, we have a really special episode with media mogul Nicole Kane. Nicole, welcome, welcome to the guest
1: chair. Hi, I'm glad you invited me on because this was my list of podcasts I really wanted to do. (laughs)
0: Uh, <laughs> it was and I was so like matched. I I'm so so glad you accepted you know you you were one of my entrepreneur sheroes and you know I think I was probably in my, my early podcast days like intimidated to reach out like oh I'll, I'll wait till you know I, I got some more interviews under my belt <laughs> so it's so good to finally have you here now I want to dive into your bio just a little bit for those who don't know Nicole. So Nicole is a true media mogul. In 2015 she did the unexpected when she took a leap of faith and shut down her celebrity gossip blog Nicole Bitchy after a successful seven-year run and launched a women's empowerment and lifestyle platform Exo Nicole. Exo Nicole is a thriving community which inspires millions of women to become the best versions of themselves. I love the content. It features everything from career to relationship, beauty, travel, wellness. And it's kind of like a, a, a area where you just gather with your girlfriends. Like me and my friends are constantly sharing articles like, what do y'all think about this? And actually less than two years after launching Exo Nicole, it caught the eye of Hollywood film producer Will Packer. And in 2017, the site was acquired by Will Packer Media. Now today, Nicole, who is the former editor in chief of Exo Nicole, you know, the founder, she's moved into a new role and she has repurposed her talents in her new venture, My Happy Flow, which is aimed to empower Black women to become the CEO of their menstrual health her own transformation from debilitating periods and malnourishment inspires her purpose of helping to eradicate painful and uncomfortable periods and the common reproductive issues such as fibroids, endometriosis, and PCOS that come with them. So the My Happy Flow product line uses plant-based ingredients along with essential vitamins to support hormonal balance and healthier pain-free periods. So Nicole, I think this is such a natural evolution for you and I, I'm just so inspired by all that you do and today we have to talk about the pivot we have to talk about how important it is to know that you can reinvent yourself as many times as you need to in this life you are not tied to one idea you are not tied to one business that you came up with ten years ago alright but let's start off by talking about can you remember <laughs> where you were and what mental space you were in when you decided to create the Nicole Bitchy blog? Like, Did that come about on a whim or did you know it was going to be really, really big?
1: It's it's weird because I'm a manifester. So anything I start, for some reason, I know it's going to be really, really big. <laughs> like <laughs> even this latest brand, like I'm like, this that. is going to yeah. be this. But uh, when I started Nicole Bitchy, I was in a place in my life where... I Let me go back and just say, I grew up, um, the first black woman I ever saw in a powerful position was Oprah, and
0: mm-hmm. that
1: kind of gave me an idea of what I could be one day. And, and it'll make sense yep. as you go back and look, I'm, a, I, I'm the founder of a media platform, but um, mm. going into the celebrity gossip thing, um, it was during a time where I had lost both of my parents I was staying in a small town in Maryland, um, living in my aunt's guest room. I had no money. I mean, the IRS had just came and swiped, like, the last of my $200 that I had, froze my bank account. Like, it was one of those things where it was like, you know you're at rock bottom, so there's nowhere else to go but up from there. And Mm -hmm. during that time, I knew the only jobs in my small town would be Walmart or the pickle plant. And so I launched a blog as kind of something to keep my mind busy during the day. And I'm the type of person, after I start something, if I see like some traction, and the traction with literally like 10 people, but you couldn't <laughs> tell me, <laughs> you couldn't tell me I wasn't doing it with 10 people starting, you know, and commenting and things. Uh, once I see traction, I start planning. Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, if I have 10 people now, how can I get to 100? How can I get to 1,500? How can I get to a million? And so I remember after about two weeks of the consistent blogging and seeing it getting traction that I sat down and wrote out a whole, like, strategy and goals for myself mm-hmm. within that next six months. Like, how many – at the time, I believe, was it – with social media now? my space was phasing out. Facebook was okay. still around and – Twitter was starting. So I started like, okay. you know, kind of trying to plot out where I wanted it to be. And so that's kind okay. of the beginning phases of Nicole bitchy. It was born out of time in my life where when, where I was very low vibe, it wasn't a lot going on in my life. And so okay. I was entertained by celebrities at the time, you know, so that was the mind frame I was in when I first launched that site.
0: And yeah, a lot of people, right. were like celebrity culture sells, but what's interesting about this first pivot that you made is, For many people, when you see success, and that strategy you talked about obviously worked because your site took off. When people see success and when they start earning that kind of money and seeing that kind of traction it's almost like even if they want to leave they're like i can't how can i walk away from this and what can you share with the side hustle pro audience that can help people who are looking to make a change and they're just kind of holding on because the perks are good the money's good the free food at work is good and they know in their heart though that they want to move away how did you know when it was time to leave
1: For me, um, I always say if it costs you your peace it's too expensive, and so for you know after a certain amount of time it was so toxic. Like you, you know the people I attracted to, into my life were toxic. Like yeah. every single thing was toxic. Um, I, having to go out in public but not know if someone was like looking and wanted to do something to me. Um, having. Oh. I, I, I don't know if people know this, but I moved every year during my time celebrity gossip, And I don't mean up the street. I mean, I went from Atlanta to Miami to New York to LA. It was like I was on the run. <laughs> I was on the run. And it's, wow. it's crazy because there is this video I posted on my Instagram. I saw it on Vlad TV's Instagram. And there's a private investigator for Rihanna and Chris Brown that was on there. And he's actually boasting about the fact that he showed up at my house in Atlanta, you know, unannounced. Like, what? yeah. <laughs> so when Wait, so they were coming after you, like. they, they wanted information for something. Yeah. He showed up at my oh. house one day and I was just like, so just that type of lifestyle. And I knew again, my sister would say sometimes to me, do you want to be Oprah? Or do you want to be a Jerry Springer? And I didn't oh. want to be Jerry Springer. <laughs> I didn't. You know what I mean? So right, it got right. to a place where I started thinking, what would Oprah do? And Oprah wouldn't you know. be doing this celebrity. She started, you know, doing celebrity stuff and news, yeah. but she really got big when she started interviewing regular people and yeah. highlighting their very empowering um, stories and overcoming. And she's crying on stage with them and, you know, really so bringing. True. Absolutely. And so I. Once I realized that, I was like, I have to move on for this. And I don't know how I'm going to do it. Because like you said, when you go from dead broke to now, like mm-hmm. money is just rolling in. I, I could I could pick up and get on a plane at any time to go anywhere, ate at all the restaurants, flew around the world at all the events. How do you leave such a amazing or what people from the outside look at as such an amazing right. lifestyle? And one thing that people will deal with is... Almost like, who am I to not appreciate where God placed me? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I've always dreamed about this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so I think it's more of like, when you start daydreaming about doing something else every single day, it got to the point where I was daydreaming about just being on the island serving ice cream every day. Wow. (laughs) When you get to that place, (laughs) that's when you know it's time to make your pivot.
0: And you're so right, because I've worked at companies where, you know, it's considered like just like such a great company, just so awesome. Like people are like vying to get roles there. And so but I've seen people who've been there seven, 10, you know, 15 years and they are afraid. They're afraid to start over. And also it it feels like where can I go from here? And I want anyone listening to know, like you have no idea what's on the other side of that decision, like and. There are going to be low points, which we'll talk about next. So what happened next? Once you decided to make that decision, was it abrupt? Did you pull the plug abruptly or did you like, okay, let me stack a little more. Let me stack six months worth of money and then leave.
1: Girl, it took me like six, (laughs) I was in business seven years. It took me like five. I knew very early on, like, you know i was just depressed all all the time very unhealthy but um i think what happened is i finally got the guts to move to arizona um and you know it's away from entertainment i kept being in entertainment capitals but arizona i knew would isolate me a a bit and allow my transition to be a, a bit smoother um, and so I moved to Arizona in 2014, and I got linked up with a lady by the name of Latoya Shambo. She was working at Complex at the time, but on the side, she was kind of helping people transition in their businesses and things. And so it's almost so like good. she was my accountability partner. She was, she was like, what's your date? I was like, July I forgot what it was supposed to be, July something. Yeah. We right, picked a right. date. It I was feel
0: like I heard you say July 27th, because you know I had to stalk your life. Well, it century. was it
1: was I did it on July 2nd, but I, I don't think that was oh, the okay. original date. I think I yeah, woke up yeah. on the morning of July 2nd and I was like, and it was Essence weekend. I said, I'm not mm-hmm. blogging through another B E T awards, another Essence. I, I was like, this letter is going up today. Wow. <laughs> like that, the you know how you walk into a job and you're like, I I quit. I quit. Yeah. <laughs> I know y'all gonna be mad, but I quit.
0: Did you have EXO Nicole as a vision at that point? How long after doing that did you start EXO Nicole?
1: I definitely knew I was gonna transition to EXO Nicole. So again, with Latoya Shambo, we had a plan. You know, mm-hmm. what is the date we're gonna close this and then what's next? So I called her like, girl, uh, it's, it's done but I felt like I had to keep my audience so I knew I was like we have to launch Exo Nicole really fast while they keep coming to the site hoping I'm going to come back because the, the site had strong numbers <laughs> even when I closed it down people were hitting yeah. it every day like I know she I know she playing wow. <laughs> so um, and so I went into overdrive and I really hate that I did that because I didn't have time to just relax and figure out who I was. It's like I closed the brand and I scrambled putting a staff in place to launch another Mm -hmm. one within six weeks. I literally launched Exo Nicole six weeks after Nicole Bitchy. uh, That is crazy. Crazy when I think about it. And let me tell you, I launched this new (laughs) site and I'm so focused on content that I didn't even have a plan on how that site was going to make money. Like... So, you know, I I, I have all this, it, it takes so much more staff because now there's all these contributors, there's a managing right. editor of the site, editors, like all these different people that I wasn't really expecting was going to cost me a lot of money. Like with Nicole Bitchie, we had like maybe two or three writers, that's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I'm looking at the monthly expense of this site and it's like 20K, 30K. And I'm like, there's that money going out but not coming in uh, and i mean i ran out of money really quickly like i my i i my savings i had never seen money just disappear so quickly
0: so that that underscores the importance of having a plan when you, you know, come up with this idea to reinvent yourself. Cause I mean, all of us can relate to maybe not having a new business that, you know, you're bleeding money from, but starting out thinking, okay, I'm going to do this new thing and it not going exactly how we planned at all. (laughs) And just being like, what, what am I going to do now? So with your old site, was it that your content was so good, you could just have up the banners and all of that, like the Man, Google ads, ads was, just, was off the chain. Yeah, like Google yeah. ads
1: in itself was like 20, 25 K a month. And then no. we were selling advertising. Uh, my sister was selling advertising for me. <laughs> and, and so, and then you, we also had all these other things going on. And so very like not as much of a hustle as I didn't know if I launched this media company, we'd have to go out and get RFPs. Like, these companies that have these big dollars to know that we exist and send us Mm -hmm. requests for proposals. And, and like, I didn't know any, I didn't know anything about advertising in that regard. And I, I I stepped into, I feel I'm glad I was naive and knew nothing about the business because I wouldn't have did it. If I, if I knew how much work (laughs) that I was stepping into. And sometimes so the, that's the good part about it. <laughs>
0: so wait, wait, I gotta know. So, so what? I mean, I know you said you didn't think through like the plan, but what? At some point, you had to think of okay, how, I want to start this site and it's going to make money. Well, how did you think it was going to make money?
1: I, I'm very optimistic. I thought maybe the, <laughs> I thought maybe the Google Ads was going to hit or something. Like, I you know, like, <laughs> and it's funny because. It's almost like so. My server bill for Nicole Bitchy was probably three grand, thirty five hundred a month. But actually, mm-hmm. Nicole wasn't getting the same amount of traffic as Nicole Bitchy. So it's like you go through a divorce, but you keep the house. Like, yeah. why am I paying <laughs> this got a downside bill it. for this house? Like, I, right. you know, I. I went about 12 months later after i've paid all this money i downsized yep. to like a $500 server but <laughs> <laughs> it's little things that if i had thought it through it's like okay right. we're going to downgrade the server we're going to you know save money and cut costs here and there i mean when i say i knew nothing about business <laughs> launching X on <and> a call co- <laughs> a media company
0: So what have you learned now? So for those who are listening, who have started a platform, a media platform, a website, where they're hoping to gain traffic, you know, in this age where everyone's on Instagram and getting their news from tweets, how, what have you learned about, you know, successfully building a company like Nicole?
1: I learned you definitely have to know all the ins and outs. And I should have known that, I worked in radio and to get the job in radio, I, I made sure I interned in every single department. Like mm-hmm. I would I would intern in promotions, sales, on air. I knew how to do everything in that station by the time I got hired. Because mm-hmm. I was like, somebody gonna hire me, so I'm gonna learn every aspect. <laughs> well, the way Exxon Nicole runs as a media company is exactly how that radio station runs. It starts with sales. It goes from mm-hmm. sales to promotions. It eventually makes its way on air, which is the same as editorial. But I, it, it did not click to me until maybe three years ago that, wait a minute, the same thing that was happening in radio is the same way you can run your site. It's exactly the same. <laughs> So
0: when it comes to making money, when it comes to um, getting traffic for empowerment and and news articles that aren't about gossip, you know, what are your tips for getting that traffic, for getting people to actually visit the actual site and to engage with this content so that you can build a platform that you can make sales and you can build brand partnerships for?
1: Um, Well, I will say today, like content creators are becoming their own media companies but in a different way i you know yes. sometimes i'm like i could just be a content creator or influencer like why am i running this girl crowd? i think about that all the time like, like, why I? yes what am i doing <laughs> <laughs> i want to manage all the people like i didn't sign up to manage all the people or that, that and, and and so i do want to say that like i am a blogger that just did not know what i was stepping into and it was right. not until like my site got acquired. That's when I really was like imposter syndrome stepped in Mm. because I was like, oh, I'm about to mess up these people's money. Like, (laughs) I'm about to be found out. Like, they don't know. They don't know. Like, I did a really good deck, a a really
0: good sponsorship acquisition uh, story. But man, I I just
1: now probably this year have breathed a sigh of relief. Um, okay. I, I, I was just uh, filled with anxiety for the first three years of the acquisition. Um, I just signed a new contract last year. My uh, contract for Will Packer Media was only so I sold the site and I signed on as the editor in chief for a three year contract. So in my mind, okay. I was like, maybe I'll retire at the age of 40 because my contract oh. went in a week or two after I turned 40. Um, but those years just trying to prove that they made the right decision. On betting on me and so when i say and i think a lot of black women relate to this we overwork ourselves in the workplace because we're trying to prove that we belong there that we we uh we deserve the salary we negotiated that mm-hmm. we deserve the position that we got promoted into it so right. we over feel our plates to the point where we're burned out and overworking and i was doing all the things in 2019 i was the podcast host editor producer i i produced two or three events for exo nicole i didn't bring in a, okay. a, a outside production company wow <laughs> um uh, <laughs> we had this big event elevate her with over a thousand people it was like a conference mixed with a festival mixed with a marketplace yeah and i did not bring in a production company i didn't even know it was a yeah. possibility oh <laughs> right, right, right. um, and you know the pajamas and lipstick girls night ends and um Mm-hmm. And I, not not is that
0: I, part of the proposal too like was that part of what you kind of promised will Packer media like we're gonna build out these different arms yeah of we're the gonna brand? Do,
1: we're gonna you know probably do podcasts and events and make it like just more than the added... we knew when I came to them we didn't have really much to sell for the sales team to sell. So yeah. when we're in advertising meetings we're getting compared to maybe an essence. They have essence fest they have, Black women in Hollywood dinners. You know, they have all these little events that advertisers can buy into. And XO Nicole just had a website. We didn't have Got any it. other brand extensions. And of course, media was blossoming and growing. It was way more than editorial. That's why so many print magazines were closing down because we had to learn to reach people in new ways. So <laughs> yeah, like I I I did I gave Will Packer Media a 15 page vision X and Nicole vision and i outlined what our current challenges was without the money and what i would do with the money like the sales team bringing in a sales team because we didn't have one and i had a clear vision that's what made sold them on they just wanted me to come and work for them as an eic of a site that they were launching they saw my vision and it turned the conversation turned to why don't we buy this site yeah. and let her and let her live out her vision her dream mm-hmm. so that that was amazing but going back to your question for someone <laughs> i hate that you're like for someone that wants to have a media co- <laughs> <laughs> and i only, I only like, say that first first step just don't do first that first of guys. all i need everyone to rec- <laughs> uh, to identify their zone of genius and uh-huh. mind that i'm very creative and i'm a i love marketing and strategy but when I got acquired and I, this company became a media company. I spent mm-hmm. most of my time doing business stuff that I did. not That's not mm-hmm. my jump zone. Of, obviously it's not yeah, my man. zone of genius, <laughs> but that's not my zone of genius. And so mm-hmm. I was, uh, you know, doing a lot of high, I was HR, you know, every other month I'm hiring somebody new, the paperwork, the the, the figuring out their salaries that, and I, I woke up one day so miserable and I'm like, people are looking at me like I'm living. Like I felt like even when I would go to the retreats, you yes. know, my leaks retreats, we were just talking right. about my leaks retreats and I'm supposed to be like so happy and people are happy to see me. And, mm-hmm. but I looked at some of my peers and I'm like, they out here able to have their fun because they set said their life all right. <laughs> like, they- I looked at a lot of people, and I'm like, that's
0: where I need to get to. Like, I- I'm happy and everything like that, but I see people at a level of leisure. But <laughs> I say leisure. Freedom, like not thinking about their business at all. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And I mean, I'm at that place now because I've established boundaries in my business, and I've hired the right people. It took me a long time, but I had to literally hire you know a great person over my sales team and then she started taking in a leadership role and started bringing in people under her and then I built up the social media team and the editorial so they don't need a lot of input from me so it's my biggest mistake at first was I was hiring fans I was hiring people because of Uh, their love for the brand tell me more about that (laughs) I would like wait, wait, say that again. So, what do you mean? <laughs> I was hiring fans. <laughs> I was hiring like people who were huge fans of me or the brand. Like, and I love their th- enthusiasm for the brand. But now I'm micromanaging because they didn't have the skills. So I'm no, like, right. oh, just since you're so passionate about the brand, I can I can always teach you the skills. I just love that you're passionate about the brand. No, <laughs> you hire people. like that, that whole saying about hire people that know more than you do. Um, it's, it's so true because you want to always continue to learn as well. And so think about me coming from a space where I've never worked for a publishing company ever. I've never worked Mm -hmm. for a digital publication ever. I should be hiring people that have had roles in those digital publications that i look up to in the in and so that's what happened with the girl who's over um phenomenal woman who used to be my right-hand man over my sales team she was at essence for a long time so she knew the ins and out of how every department worked uh because she assisted someone very high up there and so she was able to restructure our sales department she was able to help us launch our newsletter she was able to help us help with the events and then she was able to bring in other people who have worked in other media companies or publications and now we are running like a brand should run but it took a good four or five years for us to get there Guys,
0: I hope that showing you behind the scenes of my funnel and even talking to other entrepreneurs about their marketing funnels have helped you to see that one of the first things you need to figure out when you're starting your side hustle is how are you going to communicate with your audience? With algorithms on social media being the way that they are, you cannot rely on social alone. So that's why you're going to need an email marketing platform that allows you to be in control. And that's exactly what you get with our awesome sponsor, Aweber. So Aweber has all the tools that you need to stay connected with your audience. You can share your messages about your products or your services and make money. So with Aweber, you get the email marketing solutions that you need to grow your business. You can choose from a huge library of pre-built email templates. So you don't have to have any experience or design background to create beautiful emails. And then you can just use the easy drag and drop editor to create your custom emails and you can even connect your brand's Facebook page and an email design will automatically populate. AWeber also has a landing page builder. You've heard me talk about the importance of landing pages, how I'm tweaking mine. So with their landing page builder, you have access to unlimited landing page templates and a pre-stocked image library so you can create your custom landing page in minutes without paying thousands of dollars to a graphic designer. Plus, using the landing page builder, you also have the ability to collect payments, which I've told you guys about with those trick wires. You can set up a landing page and start selling your products or services online directly through AWeber. It only takes a few minutes to get set up and start making money. Oh, and you definitely need to use AWeber's web push notification. It allows you to send messages to your visitors, even when they're not currently on your website, very clutch. And all of these features are included in an account, no a la carte pricing. In fact, they even have a free plan and you know that side pro listeners you have a very special offer you can try a weber's pro plan right now no risk no credit card just visit aweber.com and enter code hustle pro for a free 30 day trial of aweber's pro plan all right don't forget that code that's aweber.com and use code hustle pro to try the pro plan free for 30 days so guys I know that you are passionate about your side hustle, right? That's what brings you here. But you are probably not as passionate about the long hours spent working on the not so fun parts like the contracts, the invoices, the proposals, the time tracking, all of that, right? Well, that is why I'm introducing you to Indie. So Indie is this simple and time-saving online platform for side hustlers, solopreneurs, and freelancers just like us with software tools that help you to manage the operational aspects of your business like the boss that you are. You can create and customize proposals and contracts and agreements from one of their many professional templates and you can also quickly and easily generate and send invoices to get paid faster very clutch and track your time and your tasks all in one simple tool indie makes it easy to organize and manage your side hustle while staying out of your way so you can focus on the actual business needs of your business and you can get all of this for free or you can upgrade and go premium for only six dollars a month so if you're ready to take your side hustle to the next level, visit weareindie.com slash side hustle to sign up and receive two free months of premium access to Indy's Pro Bundle, okay, for free. Use promo code Pro at checkout. So handle your business and leave the paperwork, the time tracking, and the not so fun yet necessary parts of running a business to Indie. Head over again to we are com slash side hustle and use promo code side hustle pro so you can get started today. All right. Now that you have transitioned over to your third brand, tell us more about how that transition worked, like are you still doing Exo Nicole or are you completely stepping away from being in a day-to-day role there and just able to shift towards your new brand and priority?
1: Well, I'm definitely currently interviewing uh, for the EIC role at Exo Nicole. I definitely want someone to come in and help me um, with the vision I have for the brand. So Mm -hmm. I'm still in the role. I kind of moved more into focusing on our brand extensions, like our events and things like that, and making sure they're really big for next year, 2022. Of course, we got a setback because of the pandemic. Um, of course. But my zone of genius is the video content and the events. Like, I I, I have an event coming up Thursday because I, I do things like- that's I saw just, that, yeah. Yeah, that's my zone of genius right there. Now that I'm mm-hmm. clear of what my zone of genius it is, I believe that it's the book, The Big Leap. You should be spending at least 70% of your time in your zone of genius. And, yeah. and, that's, and that's where your happiness lies. You know, you don't get burned out by the business. I think some people jump into entrepreneurship and they feel like they have, they went from, you know, nine to five to 24 seven. And yep. you know, now the customers are their bosses, the audiences the, are their bosses. and. <laughs> And it's not as much freedom as they they right. originally thought. Talk
0: to us a little bit more about this zone of genius. So you keep mentioning that when you say like video content, are you actually producing it? Because
1: yeah, I went to school, <laughs> so people don't know that I went to school for television and film. I thought I was going to be oh, the really? next Mara Bracca yeah. kill. So I knew I was going to be mm-hmm. doing uh, coming up with neat video concepts. There's a video concept I came up. With for exo nicole called man crave and it was like a very raw look into men and how they felt about love and those type of things you know and it yeah. did so well like the audience loved it and so i was always thinking of different uh, creative ideas to bring to the brand like that was fun to me going out on sets of some of will's films and getting the behind the scenes
0: um, and of
1: course, the again, pajamas and lipstick and um, girls night in that we do. We actually were supposed to go to four cities in 2020 and then the wow. pandemic happened. Yeah. But yeah, going and seeing these grown women that they might have kids at home or I don't we don't know what their situation is with at home with their husband or whatever, but they come out that night. Amongst other women and have an amazing time talking about love and sex and, and all types of things. So that's yeah. what like makes me feel like when I when I see people at our events and the way they're uh, engaging with each other, I feel purposeful. Like, OK, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Yeah, I, I feel you on that. I feel that when you're actually able to touch someone who receives value from your content and your brand. There, there's no other, there's nothing like that feeling. Because Absolutely. When, especially when you have something that's virtual, that's online, it's like, you're not seeing the reader. You're not yeah, seeing that yeah. person day in and day out. But then when you have an event and you actually, you can reach out and touch like that just keeps you going. Now, did you also hire, um, we did, We talked about you being HR, but did you hire like an HR service at some point?
1: <laughs> I'm still HR. <laughs> I'm still HR you know I funny? haven't graduated I have from HR, HR. I was like I mean I've said a couple of times right. guys right. I do not want to be spending my time yes. interviewing and putting out job calls that's not what I signed up for like yes. I've said it right. so many times this year not, well,
0: yeah. look into this though I've got a lot of people this, Hilar- this is not part of the ad <laughs> Is such an organic anyway moving right along now i need to know how you start a whole other business in a completely different market while working so hard at exo nicole like i how do you do this
1: okay. yeah so the, the brand you're talking about is my happy flow it's a, a plant-based pms relief hormonal balance supplement and it's funny because when i launched when i started telling people i was gonna launch this the people that knew me was like oh my god that makes so much sense to you now i know when the general public it gets out they're like what how did she get (laughs) but people who know me know that i'm very into holistic health i'm very Mm -hmm. um you know both of i lost both of my parents at the age of 41 and 42 and Um, I have no living grandparents and all of their deaths were from health issues so or health complications like preventable if we had the education and so when Mm -hmm. I was 35 and going through my transition from um Nicole bitchy to exo Nicole um I started taking health a little bit more serious because I was back then in the Nicole bitchy days I was the most unhealthiest ever like I was extremely dehydrated um my my periods were irregular and when they did come, they were super painful and I just wasn't taking care of myself. And I think I went to a doctor and at the time I didn't know they were holi- uh, holistic, but they couldn't take my heart rate. And yeah. they, they, they were like, we need to do blood work. Like now, like, are you, the nurse actually was uh joking, but kind of not like, girl, are you alive? Um, but-, <laughs> <laughs> but when I came back, the, the yeah. doctor was kind of trying to tell me in so many words, if, you keep this up. You're going to have an early yeah. death like yeah. your parents. And that was right. a wake up yeah. call for me. Yeah. And so when I was out in Arizona, I got into holistic health and, and yeah. all of the things. Um, and I actually, when Will came, when Will came to approach me about me coming to work with him at the time, I told him no, because I was studying for my holistic nutrition certificate. So I yeah. knew I was going to go into holistic health from the start. And, it got side railed when I decided to grow XL Nicole under the Will Packer media um, umbrella. So yeah, I've, I've, you know, it came back around the opportunity came back around for me again this year. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And the name came to me immediately. My happy flow. It's incredible. How many, I feel like there's so much information on black women bossing up in their careers. And it's so, you know, we, do the conferences, we do all that, that we read the books, we take the coaching programs, but I've noticed a lot of black women are very disempowered when it comes to their health and they know nothing about Mm. their menstrual cycles or what's going on, but at least, you know, 80 to 90% of them are dealing with period pains. They're dealing with fibroids. They're dealing with PCOS super, um, like it's almost like it's shame around it. And so it's not until you might bring it up. I bring it up all the time because this is what I do now that you hear yeah. me too. Or this is what I have going on. Or I've, mm-hmm. I've even heard boss women tell me, you know, I've had three or four transfusions. Or, you know, I just got wow. 35 boys removed. And I'm like, wow. it's so common that it's, it's like, why aren't we getting in rooms and talking about this, like in yep, the same yep, way yep. we feel comfortable enough to get in rooms and talk about bossing up. So yeah. that's what my hope is for this new brand. Um, We're about to start doing monthly virtual happy hours where we bring women together to, we are gonna talk about these periods and what's yes. going on. Like, <laughs> yes. and what's your, and if they're painful. The reason why this is, I'm so passionate about this, because if you have a painful period, it means you have a hormonal imbalance and you have a increased risk for fibroids pcos okay. endometriosis etc so i wanted anyone that listens to this to be clear a painful your period shouldn't be painful that's not normal but they taught us that it was When from the time we had it and so if you do have it it means that you are at an increased risk to get fibroids or you know other reproductive health issues
0: mm. And it's funny you mentioned that to the outside world, it might look random, like what? How do you go from this to this? But we saw that. I mean, anyone who is truly a fan of your brand, we saw when you got really, really serious about your health, when you were competing in fitness competitions and you just had that, you could tell that you were very, very intentional about what you're putting into your body learning about you know how your body responds to different inputs and things like that so that i actually thought was a natural transition i was like oh look at the dots connecting you know they say what is that famous steve jobs quote you can only connect the dots looking backwards
1: and when you said when you said it in the intro i was like okay she's really a follower of me. when you said this makes sense for you because yeah yeah. yeah. and and it was it made sense because for two years women would be dming me and i would tell them what to go and take and they'd come back Mm -hmm. they'd come back a month later and say oh shoot my period came there's no pain no cramping no bloating and so after collecting all of these testimonials i was like why am i directing them to a brand i don't know who the founder is i don't know if they're for black women i don't even know if they care about black women Um, How can I, you know, create a brand and repackage these ingredients in a way that will make black women want to take them and we can start healing holistically? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think when when most uh, go to the doctor and they have painful periods, they're 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 given the option to take birth control. And what a lot of mm-hmm. people don't know is that birth control does contribute to the hormonal imbalance. It just overloads your body with more estrogen if it's hormonal. So I feel like the more mm-hmm. education, the more little happy hour events we do where, hey, we're going we to gonna key, yes. but we're going we gonna to make it fun. But we're going to talk about your menstrual health and we're going to give you the facts and the stats. And we're going to tell you what you need okay. to be asking your doctor for what tests you need to be asking for at the doctors? I always tell black women to ask for a hormone test. Always. The more we know, the more we're going to be able to be empowered when we go to these doctors um, and to be able to advocate for ourselves. So I'm super excited. I feel like yes. this is about to change the world in a way that I can't even grasp right now. Um, right. But yeah, no, I'm very excited for you. And I,
0: yeah I'm you know I'm rooting for you and I think you even gave me some health some like tips on Twitter one time and I was like oh I haven't thought about that um when you when you said the opportunity presented itself so was this in the form of a partner reaching out to you like how did the actual development of your first product come to be
1: oh you know I always hear uh B from the honeypot say says she uh, something came to her in a dream. You know, what
0: ancestor. I mean? yeah.
1: It it, it kind of happened the same way for me. I kept seeing triple numbers 222-444-555-333. and I was like, I thought I was in a Jordan Peele movie, and so I went and bought it. <laughs> I went and bought it. I was like, these ancestors is trying to get through to me, so I went and brought a notebook and I, <laughs> and I locked myself in the house on a Sunday. I remember it. And I just said, write down whatever comes to you, and mm-hmm. the idea for uh, the, the the name of the company, the, the everything came like flowed off the page. Right. Like it, it was, it was. Yeah, I believe in like you know your ancestors uh, watching over you and that type of thing. And I remember calling a friend and telling her the stats of black women that dealt with fibroids, and I was like, you have to do this with me. Um, mm-hmm. And I told her, and I was very passionate about it. And she had already released the supplement line. But I was like, this, this is my calling. God just, it came to me, and this is my calling. And so that's how it happened. And I could tell I was in alignment because things happened so quickly. We, we had the sample within two weeks. We found a manufacturer here in Georgia. We found a fulfillment center here in Georgia. We found an investor, uh, like rather quickly. (laughs) And I was like, and then we went on. uh, We did a period survey first, so I I -hmm. I did this much different than the transition from Nicole Bitchy to Exo Nicole.
0: (laughs) In what, in what
1: way? Right. This one, I was like is there a market for this let's do a survey mm-hmm. and of course and of course 90 percent of the women that filled out the survey over 1200 women had painful periods and then mm-hmm. it's like okay we see it and and then when you ask would you buy a product like uh the, if if it would help take this away absolutely so we fe- we knew it was a market fit the second thing we did was we did a pre-order in june and we thought, yeah. you know, we, we had only had it up a few days and sold almost a thousand bottles. And we were like, okay, there's a market for this. Let's let's slow it back down, yeah. take the pre-order down yeah. and set up our business structure. <laughs> Cause this business structure yeah. wasn't even set up. And so um, I'm learning, I'm, you you're interviewing me in the thick of me getting ready for a launch for a product based business. And I've been yeah. in the media for so long and it's a whole different ball game. Like yes. a whole different ball game.
0: I know. And I'm I am that's why I'm so intrigued by your pivots and also I can't wait to see, you know, and have you back in a few years to, to see what's the difference, what you've learned with this business, because it is gonna be a whole different ballgame. But the fact that you already have an audience and customers who want to purchase because this is you know it is a pain point what's the same people always say that make sure that you're providing a pain reliever and not a vitamin this is literally a pain reliever
1: <laughs> absolutely you know, and i'll say like, this like my co-founder last year she was trying to um have she's a newlywed and she was trying to have a baby and uh she went to the doctor and found out she had a cancerous fibroid that was preventing her pregnancy to happen and her doctor immediately this is gonna this is this happens to most black women uh the doctor immediately recommended hysterectomy and this is someone who Mm. really wants to have kids and she was like no 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 (laughs) i know Mm -hmm. i'm about to go home and do my
0: research
1: and so they um, know
0: black women i know so many people so many of us black women who have gotten that same advice absolutely
1: that's second, third, fourth, fifth referrals and, um, which we call it opinions. That's the go-to for black women, you know, yeah. so, um, she goes home and I, I had told her about the the two and I'll say it here, the two ingredients, um, dim and I three C and uh, we have like nine ingredients in that, but the, the hero, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, is a supplement called dim and I three C and she took those and she went vegan. And within 90 days, she went back to the doctor and her her cancerous fibroid was gone. And so in 90 days, like 90, you know, and she gets to keep her uterus. And now she's trying for a kid. And in my mind, when I told her, let's do this together. It's like, if you were able to do this in 90 days and we can let women know this, that there's another option, like we will change the world. Yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) And so it's like. Connecting people with information is so, so critical. That's all I ever hope to do. Yeah, with my podcast. absolutely. Like, like, you can't take for granted and think like that. I know this. So other people must know this or they'll, they'll come across it somehow. No, if you know it, share it. If you know it, help. If you know it, create a solution.
1: Because they will, um, hopefully pass the word to others. And it's just like you said, uh, spreading knowledge, but, um, I do wanna say, I, I wanna bring this up because I do think it's it's good to be transparent. You know, this is my first business yeah. Uh, yeah. in a partnership.
0: <laughs> That's a whole nother, uh, we need like a few more episodes. We need some follow-up episodes.
1: And I told her, I said, look, yeah. when I do interviews and we do interviews, I think we need to be transparent about how hard this has been. Um, it, yeah. it was hard. Um, it, w- it was so hard, and, and I and the reason why it's hard, the aspects reason- of it are okay. hard. I, and that's why I want to bring it up on this podcast because you know you could be friends with someone and you're like, well, what does this partnership look like? And you're just throwing out numbers. Like when we're talking about equity in companies, who's going to get what percent? Do your research. Like you got to consider sweat equity. You got to do, consider you know your audience. You know, the, the expertise, certifications, whatever you're bringing to the table, it holds mm-hmm. weight. Um, and so I think me and her just talked about percents for all of like 30 seconds because we were friends. We'll like, okay, <laughs> we just do this and that percent. You know what I mean? And we thought that was going to fly. It didn't. It, it flew until an investor was interested. And when an investor comes in, they get a percent. Well, now the conversation has shifted to where's the percent going to come from? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so I was like, I was like, Lord, please let us get through this because this mission is bigger than these. <laughs> right. The percentages like, and, and the and money. I, will you, and- um, I know one of the things my investor said was, and I've known him a long time, but he said, uh, you know, I think sometimes as women of color, we're trying to hold on to a hundred percent of everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But do you want a hundred percent of a cat or twenty percent of an elephant? So a hundred percent of a hundred percent of twenty thousand, or do you want five percent of five hundred million one day? Like you gotta really think about that when you. And when I first got the idea for this, I was like, oh, off the bat, this is a hundred million dollar plus company one day. You know, I knew it from as soon as the idea came to my head. And so but but I also knew we would need investors to get there. And are you
0: particularly looking for investors because of the size of the investment you're trying to make? Like you're trying to have, you know, X amount built out inventory in a warehouse at the time of, of launch or just have it be able to be purchased? Or is it more so, um, because of the, the other layers of the business you plan to develop later on?
1: It it was a few things. One, I knew I didn't want to, I'm girl, I'm turning 41. I just want to say that y'all, because I've been (laughs) sacrificing a lot of my life, you know, and I knew I didn't want to be in the trenches again, you know, packing up products in my living room. I was like, we got to find a fulfillment center. I, I don't want to become yes. a slave to my business. So I wanted enough to bring in t- a team. Uh, two, mm-hmm. I, I was afraid that once the word got out and women actually started taking this and seeing the results, that the word, it was going to fly fast. And you don't want a, to yeah. be the period brand that every time they come to your website, you're sold out. After they know what it feels like now to have a great period. Like, girl, they're going to be right. at your front door trying to get, like, <laughs> it's people like, I know you can send me the samples. It's people that are actually on our samples now. And they're right. like, girl, how much can can I pay you? 300 for, I know you got more samples in there. <laughs> so yes. it was more of me wanting us to have enough inventory to meet demand when, after this product, the testimonial started rolling in. That was the okay. the biggest concern, and I felt my and my sister said the th- same thing. You know, a bigger company could see the buzz and and could totally come along, a Procter and Gamble or something, and create something similar. And there you go, mm-hmm. or they'll try to buy yeah. you out very early. Like they yeah. see it, they see ingredients, they see the the audience, and they they try to buy you out. And when you don't, Amazon has done this so many times. They'll yeah. try to buy you out while you're small, and if you say no, they will put tactics in place so that I think they did it with a diaper brand, yeah, th- to kind of run yeah. you out and of business. There was
0: another article about that recently. Yeah, absolutely. The small business over the head, man,
1: it, absolutely. So yeah. there goes my Amazon sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. No, yeah. yeah. No, no. So it was oh, me yeah, like that. when I knew the uh, the how big I wanted this brand to be and what extensions and it was more mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. me it was more about education and we're using this product to give the education. It wasn't yes. about the money yes. or anything like that. But I knew what I, I just knew with what we wanted to do, we was gonna need some type of investment. And for me, I'm not mm-hmm. jumping off the mm-hmm. ledge and trying to start with millions of dollars in the investor because I, I need a slow, just trickle the money to me. <laughs> see, Ooh, see what yeah, I can yeah, do yeah. with, you know, a little investment. And from there, I think I just was listening to your episode with curl mix. And she was talking about getting okay. a 25 K investment from Arlen Hamilton. So that, it's you right, know, that's right. a smaller, like that's money small. And small. That's, so, And then you work your way up to the three millions and the five yeah. million. I, I want to tell you like first just yes. thank you for the type of interviews you do with these business owners. Oh, because thank you. Yes. I no one was having these conversations when I first uh, sold my website, you know, and I didn't know what mm-hmm. that meant. Like uh, the only person I had ever known to sell a brand was Lisa Price to L'Oreal, and they were calling her yeah. a sellout, you know. So I was like, well, maybe right. because he's black, that I'm not going to get that backlash of you know, selling my brand, but back then people are looking at you selling your brand as you sold out. Like that's, that's, we trying to exit strategy out here. Like that's, that's the goal. Yep. Yep.
0: Yep. What, what, you know, what was that? Like a lot of, um, this is a strategy that, you know, other, um, persuasions have been (laughs) using for forever. And it, you know, why does it to come that way? But that's a different conversation. Yeah. I mean, um, what I do want to ask before, before we get into the lightning round, right. Cause we could talk forever. Um, <laughs> but I do want to have you back. <laughs> oh, man. You mentioned the fact that people are going to need this. I mean, people, we have periods every month. So um, is the plan also a subscription model? Cause I
1: think. Absolutely. Well, you know, yeah. if, if I know something works. Yeah. That's why we need the, okay. um, the investment because. For me, I would yeah. love to have thirty to forty percent of our customers be subscription. Um, so really? yeah, absolutely, okay. it's something you have to and, take um, daily because it's a yeah. that's a whole other podcast episode. But yeah, it's something it's working daily okay. to balance your hormones. So ah, yeah, okay,
0: okay, okay. It's like yeah. a daily
1: so multivitamin for women.
0: Got it. And I love the fact that you were candid and talked about partnership because, you know, um, I have not entered into a partnership before, but one thing I did learn in business school and I always, you know, I try not never to be like, oh, I learned this in school because learning stuff in a class is way different than going through it. Right. But one thing that always stood out from this particular class was the fact that when he compared, you know, partnership to getting in a marriage, right? Like, do you want to be married to this person? And also, um, talked about how hard it is, right? Like, I think it's something like ninety percent fail, right? But and that's just being real and transparent. Like the things you have to from the onset think about are things like who's getting what equity, who, you know, how are you splitting this up when investors come on, and then finally, you actually need to. <laughs> As you become partners and you put things in writing about how the things are going to run in the company, you also, at that same time, have to write down your exit strategy. So it's kind of like the prenup. Absolutely. You, you have to write down what happens if you break up. What Absolutely. A, you know, you don't see eye to eye anymore or someone wants to move on to a different company. Um, and so it's tough. I
1: mean, you hit all the points of things that you have to um, work out in the beginning not after like the product has no, flown no. off steps you got to do this in the beginning the Even onset, like if, yep. if, like you said if it doesn't work out what how do you like is there a buyout of one of the the founders mm-hmm. um is there a vesting schedule like it's it's it, it's not as simple as just a handshake of, like we gonna do this right, right. <laughs> Right. Or a little quick contract. Like you have to to give
0: me an attorney. Because the attorney has seen partnerships fail. So they're going to tell you all the different things you have to think about, even, you know, where you're going to mediate, which which city, which country, uh, if you have an issue.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm so glad. So thank you for raising that. (laughs) Yes, absolutely.
0: So, So I guess, you know, that that class was helpful. Now, i want to say that what we've learned in this episode so far from you you know we've even seen the transition in how you talk about your businesses so you've gone from being like in your business daily burning yourself out to now with your third brand that you're starting you knew from the start you didn't want to be a slave to the business you needed to uh start a business and think about how you're gonna get the capital so you can make sure that you're not literally doing everything yourself. You also went into it with the lens of making sure it was a proven, wanted product <laughs> before you did all that investment in it and you went down that road. So I, I just wanna clap you. Yeah, you
1: know, even, for your crew,
0: even, like, clap it up for the uh, like Even, that. That uh, awesome. we also sampled,
1: you know, we also sampled women. So we had to keep tweaking the formula, but we, we sampled, Mm -hmm. um, different women on the product for a couple of months and things like that. So yeah, yeah, I'm doing all the, the, the right, (laughs) the right things this time. And we we, are still in the
0: helpful things that's, that saves you pain down the line.
1: (laughs) And again, you have to, I, I, I want to say this really quick. When you're starting a business, think of the life you want for yourself. And I knew the life I wanted for myself had freedom to it. So I knew we had to get a fulfillment center. I knew it would have to go straight from manufacturer to the fulfillment center. And they would handle the shipping. They would handle the returns. Um, Because I'm just in a different space in my life where I... I don't want to be tied to sales coming in and me having to, you know, pack and go to the post office. (laughs) It's just not. And so I think just knowing what you want for your life um, helps you put the things in place in your business so that you can um, create that. It might be just digital products, you know, versus physical. It's so just those things matter. Yeah. So why do you think you are
0: so, fearless when it comes to pivoting like what how can you get up and just (laughs) say I'm gonna start this now like so many of us are multi-passionate yet we stay in a lane for a long long time to the point where we start feeling like we can't change how are you able to just reinvent yourself
1: um because the things I do are never about me it's it's always me trying to serve people. So I'm moving in my purpose and my calling. And so the thing mm-hmm. with X on Nicole, when I launched X on Nicole, at the time, there was not any sites that black women can go to to really get their, their um, like, you know, you had your essence, but it was filled with celebrity news. I was like, yeah. where's the site I'm going to send my young, you know, uh, cousin or, or sister And she get to see women talking about their menstrual cycles, their sex, relationships, yeast infections. uh, The the first week we came out the gate with an article on uh, yeast infections. And I had never, (laughs) and I remember thinking, wait, that's what that is that I had, like, I had never. (laughs) So I was like, where can they talk about these things? And so I I saw the Mm -hmm. void and the need for black women. And that we deserve more than this—just celebrity news and gossip, yeah. which is what I was serving them on the site uh, prior to this one. With this one, I mm-hmm. saw the need for um, educating women of color about their holistic, um, well, their health and holistic ways to heal themselves through food and vitamins. Mm-hmm. Um, you get, you tell mm-hmm. me any pain you have, and I could probably tell you a vitamin to take it away. Any complication you have, I, I'm like the yeah. I'm the vitamin cartel so (laughs) so i was like how can i make taking vitamins look cool and that's what led me into my happy flow just to want to educate black women on their periods and fibroids and those type of things so it's more of me moving in my purpose and my calling and 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 so it, it, it trumps any fear i have or any um any fear of losing all my money and all those other things because I know God has given these me these missions. You know, he always got yeah. another mission for me.
0: Yep, yep. So, we're going to wrap up this episode with the lightning round. You know the deal, you just answer the very first thing that comes to mind. So, are you ready? Yes. All right. So number one, what is a resource that is helping you build my happy flow that you can share with the side hustle Pro audience?
1: Honestly, I just started trying ClickUp. I'm sure you've heard of it, a project management software, but it allows Mm -hmm. me to kind of manage all the different projects from uh, fulfillment in the stages that we're in manufacturing, content marketing, SEO. Like and just I'm seeing things, people who work with me when they're uh, when I assign them a project. Once they complete it or they start working on it, they move to status. So I always know. Mm -hmm. And it's linked to Slack. So I always know what's being worked on at what throughout the day or any given day. And I use it for Mm -hmm. X on the call as well to help manage our campaigns and things. So I would say ClickUp along with Slack right now is like my resource.
0: (laughs) Number two, who is a black woman entrepreneur that you admire and why?
1: Y'all already know what my answer is going to (laughs) be. And you know what? She should be so proud. She should be so proud of herself because she's birthed so many entrepreneurs in her lifetime. So, um, (laughs) but that would be my lead till, of course. And I mean, yeah. Number three,
0: what would you say is a non-negotiable part of your day these days?
1: Um, A non-negotiable part of my day is definitely my morning routine. Um, I get up, I immediately, I, I take a lot of vitamins, y'all. <laughs> I'm a pill popper. <laughs> um, but um, just getting up and pouring into myself before I give my day away to everybody else. And so that sometimes okay. means not checking social media or emails until I have drank my water, ate my breakfast, gone to the gym. And really, you know, my yeah. my gym time is when I listen to podcasts like yours. So... That that gives me the opportunity. Yeah. I was on the treadmill listening to you and Jerry this morning. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that that's a nine <laughs> that uh, out of yeah. Yes. Because if, if you don't, you just never find the time. You know what I mean? And you're yep. yeah. So yep. yeah. <laughs> and speaking of that,
0: number four, um, what is a personal habit? Like something, a personal trait about you that you think has been one of the key reasons for your success.
1: Definitely my resilience um, and just I, I'm, I'm never afraid to, uh, I always say, jump off the ledge for my ideas. I don't know if the parachute is going to open, mm-hmm. but I'm going to jump off that ledge for any idea I have. And I think that's what's kind of slowed me down even when I, uh, the media company started launching. Because as a creator, you can just freely, but when you start hiring people, you can't jump off the ledge because they're going to have to jump with you. Um, and not everybody's ready to jump. Mm. So it, it was hard. That was a hard yeah, transition yeah. for me.
0: And then final, final question before we wrap for tonight. Um, what is your parting advice for fellow Black women entrepreneurs who want to, you know, go from side hustle to full time, but are scared to make that leap, scared to make that pivot and lose that steady paycheck?
1: I definitely say, again, identify what your zone of genius is and and why you want to. Because I think sometimes people look at entrepreneurship like I just want the freedom. But uh, making sure that what your um, your business you're starting is, is in line with the dream life, the the vision of the dream life you have for yourself. And if it doesn't, how can you make it align? Um, And again, we Mm talked about it earlier when with me, I wanted to start a new company, but I knew all these different things I had to put in place so that I could still work towards that dream life that I had in my head versus being in the trenches again. Yes. So, so
0: important. I mean, that, that is key. And I thank you so much, Nicole, for being in the guest chair. This has been awesome. I really think that you dropped so many important lessons that I cannot wait for everyone to hear. And where can people connect with you after this episode if they want to stay in touch and learn more? And know when My Happy Flow officially launches.
1: Yes, they definitely. My personal Instagram is hello, Nicole, um, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-C-O-L-E. But I will say that uh, My Happy Flow is spelled um, My Happy Flow is F-L-O. So it's myhappyflow.co on Instagram as well as the website. Um, and I'm super excited. It should be the official launch is my birthday when I turn 41 and It's very special for me because my my mom uh, passed from breast cancer at the age of 41. So this Uh, is kind of my gift to her uh, in launching this brand.
0: That's beautiful. That is beautiful. And I will link to that in the show notes. So there you have it, you guys. Um, You can get all the resources and everything that Nicole mentioned in today's show notes. And I will talk to you next week.